0: Hi, this is Lisa and Jerry Lee. Welcome to Experience Eden, This Side of Heaven. We hope this conversation will speak to your heart and inspire joy.
1: Welcome back to Experience Eden on
0: This Side of Heaven. Today's topic is words matter, says the word of God. (laughs) Uh, So we just wanted to start off with a couple verses from the Bible. God actually talks about the power of our words over a hundred times. So these are some of the verses that really stuck out to us. We have Matthew 12:36. I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give an account for every careless word they speak. Proverbs 11:9. Evil words destroy one's friends. Wise discernment rescues the godly. Proverbs 15:4. Gentle words bring life and health. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. Proverbs 16:4. Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. Ephesians four twenty nine Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may be may benefit those who listen. Proverbs eighteen twenty one Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> Powerful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you see why we made the little play on words. Um, in preparing for this one, uh, it just was an issue that was on our heart lately, that um, words really matter. And it, it sounds like a, a hypersensitive cliche, it's mm-hmm. really not. Words really, really do matter. And um, we were just thinking, well, what does God's word say about our words? And honestly, I was a little bit surprised to see how much content. I know some of the verses about the power of the tongue, Mm -hmm. um, that it can really destroy us if we speak too quickly or uh, in anger or harshly. But my eyes were actually open to the severity of the nasty power of the tongue. And that's a lot of what we're going to be talking about today. Um, But we don't want to ever forget the fact that the tongue can also lift up. Mm-hmm. And encourage, and um, those are all wonderful things. But sometimes in a relationship, uh, whether it be you know parent to child, boyfriend to girlfriend, spouse to spouse, um, you know a nasty comment, mm-hmm. something that really attacks who you are, it almost seems like it can cancel a hundred compliments. Oh, definitely. And it's it's just that powerful. And so while we don't want to ignore the reality that words are powerful in a positive way, um, we really wanted to focus on the destructive nature of the tongue today and how sometimes we feel like we can say what we feel or what is coming to us in the moment And that it doesn't carry weight long term. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of more, um, we're not preaching and we're not judging. It's more of just like a a caution (laughs) to use a biblical word. Woe to you (laughs) who uh, does not watch the words that come out of their mouth. So um, one of the things that, uh, one of my favorite quotes is from Abe Lincoln. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure most people are familiar, but it's better to be thought a fool than to open your mouth and remove Mm -hmm. all doubt. (laughs) (laughs) so it's very profound in the 1800s but it's really true yeah you know if you don't i'm not saying you have to be an expert on everything you talk about but um certainly if you're going to say something that could be confrontational or misconstrued as criticism um you really should know what you're talking about first um it's it's one thing to be nasty or mean. Um it's another thing to be nasty and mean and wrong. And <laughs> <laughs> the constant worst. <laughs> it's the worst. So, you know, a lot of people um will argue about things they have no knowledge of.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or uh even worse, be a hypocrite. Yeah. So definitely. say, you know, preach to you or criticize you about something that they do. Yeah. So You know, when it comes to situations like that, you know, it's better to be thought a fool
0: than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. And like the old saying too, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. Didn't your mom tell you that all the time? <laughs> Said
1: every mom ever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right? Exactly. But it's true. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, sometimes we hear these anecdotal things um, so frequently and for so long in our lifetime that they lose their value. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, you don't realize how powerful it is. And one of the sayings that I've heard recently too, that, um, And it comes up a lot is that hurting people hurt people Mm. or hurt people hurt people Mm. Um, and that sounds good like in an explanation kind of a way Mm -hmm. like to take into consideration the fact that somebody's being nasty to me is because they're hurting somehow Um, so while that might offer some insight to their behavior certainly doesn't excuse it no it doesn't justify it at all Mm -hmm. exactly And so that's one of the problems that we have in this, you know, you do you culture, do what makes you happy, say what you feel. Mm -hmm. Um, those are really not biblically righteous, um, statements or, or, you know, philosophies of how to live your life. Um, too often we think before we speak. Yep. Um, I, I've told a couple people that not all your, your thoughts should become words. (laughs) Just saying, (laughs) right. Um, Some things are left up here and that's, that's better. um, Sometimes we don't have a filter at all. Mm. Um, sometimes even worse, we have an emotional or angry filter. So maybe a thought or a feeling that we're having in the moment is getting processed through a moment of anger or mm-hmm. irritation. And and when it is um, filtered through those emotions and then they come out as hateful or nasty words, the destruction can be catastrophic. And, um, you yeah. know, when we're kids... I, you know, I have three siblings, so oftentimes, you know, one of us would hurt the other in some manner or fashion, and you know, one of the parents would say, You know, tell your brother you're sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it really didn't mean anything though. No. It was like a means to an end. Mm-hmm. Okay, mom wants us to apologize and keep moving. Yep. And so I think when we do that, um saying I'm sorry is a fine art mm-hmm. <laughs> that many people never learn. Yep. <laughs> but um the, just the simple act of saying "I'm sorry" without beginning to comprehend even why you're saying that,
0: mm-hmm. um, you can never get to actually meaningfully apologizing. Yeah, and some people don't even realize like what they're saying is even hurtful, exactly. or the weight of what they're saying. Mm-hmm. You know how much it can damage someone. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and I've been on the receiving end and I've been on the giving end. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, a lot of that comes from maturity too. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, a lot of times we don't realize what is hurtful until we're on the receiving end of what's Mm -hmm. hurtful. Mm -hmm. And that's an experience situation and a maturity situation. Um, but the reality is that, um, we don't have to agree with each other. Like if I say something to you and you find it hurtful, it's not a debate about whether or not you should feel hurt or, or did I intend to hurt you? The offending person needs to honor those feelings. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think something really catastrophic happens to a human being when, um, someone that they're entrusted to, Like a parent, a spouse, Mm -hmm. you know, significant other, family member. Um, When someone that we've entrusted our safety to, um, someone who we've entrusted our self-esteem and our confidence to, um, when they mistreat us or or criticize us harshly, um, the damage is more severe. Mm -hmm. And what's really sad is that um, it can be just just destructive and soul crushing to hear a critique or a criticism from say an elder or an adult, a parent, somebody in a position of authority, a coach. Um, and they don't even understand how detrimental it is to your development. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's really, it's really sad that we don't consider those things. And, um, I've been on the receiving end of some of those things. And unfortunately, if I'm honest, I've said some of those things in just a moment and not understanding the, the collateral damage that one word or one sentence can create in someone forever. Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely. Mm-hmm. I've definitely said my fair share of mean things growing up. And it's true. You, your relationships get separated. Like mm-hmm. who wants to be around someone who's just nasty to them or says mean mm-hmm. things and don't even seem to care that they say that. Mm-hmm. No one wants to be around that.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, we're we're, we're pushed and we're taught to say I'm sorry to each other um, without really meaning it, mm-hmm. without even really understanding mm-hmm. it. And then as we get older, you know, sometimes, you know, as, as we become uh, aware, the age of awareness or um, just like I said, maturity or an intelligence and experience. So often we'll say things that are hurtful and then we'll go, oh, we didn't mean it. Yeah. Or brush it off. Yeah. Brush it off. Or even worse, say, you know what? Well, I did mean that, but I was just angry. (laughs)
0: It's
1: Like, Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or like when somebody says something really nasty, just kidding. No, you're not kidding. Yeah. (laughs) You're saying that now to like soften the blow. Yeah. Um, and the reality is that, um, if we're honest, we've all said or done something like that. We've the, the natural reaction when you're offended, is to offend. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's mm-hmm. just this weird um, survival instinct, almost like yeah. a fight or flight response.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Where you know I'm offended, and, you know I'm hurt, so I'm going to hurt you back. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's really sad that we do that. It's just really in our flesh and in human instinct. Okay. Definitely. Mm-hmm. It, it makes me really sad to think about that. And uh, so you know, I'm sorry it doesn't fix the problem. I didn't mean it doesn't fix the problem. I think it, you. We, like I'm a parent, I'm a mom, and I've tried really hard to explain to Ryder, my child, that um, words matter and that when you hurt someone, not only do you need to say I'm sorry, I say, I'm sorry that I blank. So I'm sorry that I said that, that nasty thing to you. I'm sorry that I was inconsiderate in that moment. Like Not just I'm sorry, but I'm sorry for... And they yeah. make an acknowledgement of what it was that you're sorry for
0: and trying to understand like what you was that you did that caused those emotions or those hurt feelings because like like you said, I like that you don't get to decide how much damage you caused by what you said you know exactly like, in hurting that other person it's important to listen to them and then mm-hmm. you know apologize for <laughs> exactly <laughs> the hurt that you caused exactly. not just brush it off with an I'm sorry right. And we don't get to decide the duration
1: or the severity. Like you know, we've all we've all been in situations where perhaps we've hurt someone, and you're like, I can't believe she's so upset about that. (laughs) You're like, wait a minute. You don't get to decide Mm -hmm. how upset someone is or for how long. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it, like I said, there's a humility and a maturity that that comes from saying, I am so sorry I did that to you. And again, you don't have to necessarily agree. You don't have to agree on the topic of offense, Mm -hmm. but you should agree that you hurt that person Yeah, and that that some kind of reconciliation and some kind of a bridge needs to be built to repair that Mm
0: -hmm. if
1: you care for the person. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh,
1: And so I think that's where we get in trouble is because it takes that vulnerability and the humility and admitting that you messed up. And a lot of people don't want to do that because it's uncomfortable,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, we yep. all want to be right. Yep. Um, we all want our feelings to matter more than the next person. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately that's where we get in trouble because all of our feelings matter mm-hmm. and all of the words matter. And, uh, I think it's something, you know, and I'm, I keep going back to the parenting aspect, but me as a parent, I take this really seriously right now because there's a lot of wounds that are created, um, when you're a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's another quote, you know, um, that I heard recently about, um, how criticism affects children. Mm. And it said, if you over or hyper criticize your child, they won't stop loving you. They'll stop loving themselves. Oh. Yeah. It. When I heard that, um, my dear friend Donna from our Bible study shared that with me and for some reason that just hit really hard mm-hmm. because, um, it occurred to me, you know, that, that hypersensitive people, um, really highly emotional, empathetic people, perfectionists, these people had to do everything for everyone and do it perfectly. Those people yeah. aren't born.
0: Mm-hmm. They're created. Yeah. That's deep-rooted wounds mm-hmm. from childhood, most likely. <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly. For most of us, and and I'm not saying that we, we suffered and endured abuse or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that there are things said to us as young children without the emotional capacity to make a judgment call and say, Oh, mommy said that really mean thing she must've been tired oh, <laughs> like, yeah. when you're seven, you don't think like that, yeah. you know, or like yeah. mommy didn't mean it. Cause mommy had a bad day at work. And so mm-hmm. she's just venting. Like when you're seven, you don't make those connections. Yeah. So all you know is that mommy or daddy or auntie or uncle or grandpa said something really harsh mm-hmm. and it was directed at you. And you internalize that. Exactly. Exactly. And so it really occurred to me that these type of, these type of wounds that exist in us as adults, um, were created decades ago and that, you know, this type of personality, this type of, of character, uh, is not born. It's created over mm-hmm. time. And then it's a, a compounding effect. It's like a dog pile effect. So, you know, these things happen to us as children and we hear these things mm-hmm. and then we hear some, a complaint from a boyfriend, a girlfriend, or from a spouse or from a coworker. And now it's not an isolated incident. Mm. It's compounded. Mm-hmm. And so it just, it just kind of piles up and piles up and piles up and piles up until we realize, okay, I'm really hypersensitive about this. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, it really hit me, you know, thinking about what kinds of things have I said to my child that could affect him that way. Mm. And you know, my, my boy is 12 years old and so he's not a baby anymore, but he still has a lot of growing left to do. And, um, it's never too late. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I mean, how many, I'm 42. And so at 42, I would love to have someone who was really harsh with me when I was seven, call me up and say, Hey, you remember when this happened when you were seven? I'm really sorry about that. It's never too, yeah. Never too late. You're never too old Mm -hmm. to, you know, receive an honest apology and you're never too old to give one.
0: Yeah. I totally agree with you.
1: And I think a lot of people think, well, I'm, I'm this old and I'm this accomplished and I don't need to do that. It was so long ago, so like why even worry about it? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And and the other part is I think oftentimes the most egregious offenses and insults um, that create this deep, deep wound in someone, so often the person who said it doesn't even remember.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and it's really That's sad. That's the sad part. It is really, really sad. And so, you know, in, in kind of researching this and kind of going a little deeper, um... I realize that. I think we, you know, everybody within the sound of my voice, I hope, is at a stage in their life where they're at least in that age of awareness, mm-hmm. where um, you want to know better so that you can do better. Um, that's certainly where I'm at, and um, you know, it starts with me, and it starts with my own humility and my ability to recognize, you know, that I've said or done something to hurt someone and uh, you can turn it around the thing is you can't take your words back Mm -hmm. um and oftentimes they create a wound that that you can't see so you have to be in tune with yourself and willing to have a conversation Mm -hmm. you know like like after doing this research and stuff i went to Ryder and i said baby are there things that i've said to you over the years that have really hurt you um, that you'd like to talk about mm-hmm. you know and give them give them an open space mm-hmm. you know and say and we had a really good conversation um, I've been really aware of these kinds of things because of some of the stuff that I've gone through in recent years and so Ryder and I have a pretty good open dialogue mm-hmm. um, but unfortunately that usually doesn't occur until you're kind of forced yeah <laughs> like you're in a situation where like oh boy <laughs> I gotta deal with this now you know and um, I think, What happens is we get busy in life and, um, as adults, we have lots of stress, lots of pressure, lots Mm -hmm. of irritation. Um, and that's just as an adult. Yeah. And then when you factor in parenthood, all the stress of being an adult is still there. And then you have to deal with this little human who is completely relying on you for everything. Mm -hmm. Um, but most of all, they need love Mm -hmm. and attention and affection and they want that from you. And if you're irritated after work or you're irritated at your spouse and you don't have time and patience for your kid, you're going to lash out at them. And it's just, it's just this never ending cycle of being hurtful because you're hurting. Mm. And I don't think most people take the time or have the tools to even, you know, really pause
0: and, and figure
1: that out for a minute.
0: Yeah, right. definitely. And sometimes it's not even what we say too; it's our tone. <laughs> Amen, sister. <laughs> Amen. And when you have both of those, it's just super destructive. And you don't even mm-hmm. realize it, but it's just like an, a reaction. Mm-hmm. So often we talk on our emotions, you know. Like mm-hmm. you said, you come home frustrated or you're angry or something bad happened that day. So then you just start to lash out and pour out on others mm-hmm. around you. Mm-hmm. I, I found myself doing it one time with Ryder. Um, so
1: again, Ryder's 12. And so I have like ten minutes left till he doesn't want to be seen in public with me. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to talk to me about anything, uh, and that's just the reality. And so um, I don't know. Probably I don't know six months or a year ago, um, he was just talking up a storm about I don't know what. Hmm. Uh, it was, and, and he's a really cerebral kid, and he's he's really good at conversation. And yes, I he don't is. Know.
0: <laughs> I Love that kid. He's
1: the best. <laughs> And I don't know what was going on with me that day. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know. I, I was impatient or something. And um he was just going on and on, and I just didn't even know what he was talking about. I was like, what is this? And he was just so enthusiastic and I didn't get it, and I felt myself becoming a little impatient. And I just God spoke to me, it was like, Jerry Lee, mm. this kid's almost a teenager, and he wants to talk to you. <laughs> like and and how dare you be irritated by this? Like, you know, he's, he's 12 going to be 13. So in eight or, I mean, when he's 18 or 19, he's not literally not going to be here. Mm -hmm. And so the Holy Spirit just came to me and was like, listen, and I'm going to get emotional. And I I literally, in that moment, still didn't know what he was talking about, (laughs) but I grabbed him by the shoulders and we were eyeball to eyeball. I said, Ryder, thank you so much for sharing what you're excited about with me. I love that you want to share what you're excited about with me. <laughs> and he just, everything stopped and he goes, thanks for saying that mom. I had no idea what he was talking about. <laughs> I, I, I was like a video game or yeah. something. And, and I don't know, I, I had something else I had to do or whatever, but. Those affirming words.
0: Like. Yeah. I, I couldn't
1: relate to him. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand what he was talking mm-hmm. about, but in that moment, it's just you know you feel that irritation and and it's just creeping in and the and mm-hmm. enemy's trying to steal your joy, and I had the enough of awareness of the Holy Spirit to listen for a second and say,, I am so glad you want to share what you're excited about yeah and and his you i wish I wish it was videotape because he was just like oh, thanks for saying that mom. And it was just, Oh, it was just a total moment. And it completely changed the temperature yeah. in the room. Yeah. So I went from being impatient and irritated to still not knowing what he was talking about yep. <laughs> to just being present with him.
0: Yeah. And
1: it was such a beautiful moment. And since then, and it's, it's like muscle memory, you know, I had, to, I still remind myself to do things like that or, um, you know, just, just pause and, and be present with him. And again, it's not even about relating to him in that moment. I had no idea what he was talking about, but he was excited about it.
0: Yeah, and uh, that's so good. And just like we said, you know, harsh words can be so damaging. Well, good words can also bring so much life and so much encouragement, mm-hmm. joy. So it's just in how you use them. Yeah. And that's why we're talking about this. Cause it's not to condemn anybody or mm-hmm. to make anyone feel bad, but just to become more aware yeah. of it. Exactly.
1: And, and in that moment, I didn't really like build him up and lift him up. I saw him mm-hmm. and, and we just, we all want to be seen. Mm-hmm. We want to be valuable. Yeah. We want to be heard mm-hmm. if you're understood even better. Yeah. But like, it doesn't even really have to get there. Um, you know, and that's a parent to a child or friends or family or whatever. Of course, the the goal would be in marriage and stuff to truly, you know, really understand each other, but that's a different level of intimacy than parent to child. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, with, with Ryder in that moment, he was seen, he knew that he was valuable to me. He knew that I appreciated his presence and just to be in relationship with him. And that is so, um, it builds such a bond and it's so uh, reassuring to Mm -hmm. children because they're so easily dismissed. Mm -hmm. And, um, my, my dad always used to say to me the worst thing you can do is break a child's spirit. Mm. Um, and there's, and I'm guilty of these kinds of things too, but there's times like, you know, I, and I think literally every parent has said this at one time or another, something to the effect of what's wrong with you. Mm -hmm. Why can't you do that? Yep. And that is a heavy statement. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with me? Why, why can't I do something? And you begin to question your value mm-hmm. and your ability and your competency. And you hear that over and over and over again. So like that quote about if you hyper-criticize or over-criticize your children, they won't hate you, they'll hate themselves. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect example. In those moments, if I'm saying to writer, what's wrong with you? What the hell is wrong with you? What, why can't you figure this out? Why can't you do it right? He doesn't not love me anymore. He yeah. starts to, to not love himself and worse. Then now he's going to try and overcompensate. Mm. Now he's going to try and do it perfect. Okay. I want to do it next time. So, you know, hopefully mommy will praise me or if, even if she doesn't, at least she won't criticize me. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a negative self-talk that we speak over them. Mm. And then unfortunately in, in adulthood, we still bear those scars. And we take those into relationships, mm-hmm. you know, like just speaking for me or as a woman, you know, if you hear that as from a parent and then your spouse says to that, why can't you do that?
0: Mm-hmm. Why didn't
1: you get it right? And then that the voice of the enemy creeps back in and the pain from the childhood creeps back in. It's like, yeah, why can't I do anything right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm a failure. I, oh, look at me. I can't do anything. I got it wrong again. And it's just, it, it, it's the enemy mm-hmm. <laughs> like in, our, in our spiritual uh, warfare podcast. Um, the enemy uses the same routine. Mm-hmm. But these wounds are created and because people can't see them, we can't address them. We can't treat them in a triage situation mm-hmm. like an EMT. There's no EMT for emotional wounds. Yeah. And if if I can't see your wounds, then it's easy for me to disregard them mm-hmm. or worse, contribute to them. Mm-hmm. And so it's just it's it's such a profound thing and I don't know why this hit us so hard uh, <laughs> this week, but you know, again, it's not judgment. It's just, just, to, just what we say, what we want to do. The mission of this is to equip
0: and to empower mm-hmm. and to encourage and to equip people is to empower them with knowledge. Yeah, definitely. And I know so many of us have also been on that receiving end, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. just hearing it And from my own childhood, you know, having those scars and it's so true, you know, talking to children, they just start internalizing that and It devalues their worth to themselves, which is the worst thing you can do. Mm -hmm. And just knowing that pain too, it's like, that's why we should try to be even more aware to not inflict that onto others. Exactly. And it's funny, you know, you would think that
1: if you have a sensitivity, then that will translate into empathy. Mm -hmm. So if I know that words hurt and words matter, Mm -hmm. then by default, shouldn't I be cautious of my words? Shouldn't I be aware that my words matter? But the opposite is true, actually, mm-hmm. because um, it's almost like a, a normalcy of deviance theory, or something where, like, it, you know, the more negative things you hear, the more negative things you say. Yeah. And then slowly over time, negativity becomes normal,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and criticizing becomes normal. Yeah. And I I think the majority of people find it easier to complain or criticize than to compliment yes
0: definitely
1: or or even think oh my gosh it just just occurred to me think about when when someone you know criticizes you we well, need to do this better you should try that next time and you go oh yeah i should somebody says oh you're wonderful no i'm not
0: mm-hmm.
1: if you dismiss you dismiss compliments because they're foreign yeah <laughs> you know How what sad i mean that is that isn't that true though yeah i mean that just <laughs> that just actually hit me pretty hard. <laughs> i was it, but seriously because it's it's like we're so ingrained to like, to improve and be productive and constructive criticism. What we're discussing today is not constructive criticism, but yeah. we're so ingrained and, and, indoctrinated to think that we have to always be improving, which we should be, mm-hmm. but spiritually, yeah, biblically,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, in relationship with God. And that's why, you know, we, like I said, we did the play on words, you know, words matter says the word of God, <laughs> because, um, God talks about this and, and God wasn't frivolous in his messaging to us. Yeah. You know, the, the 66 books of the Bible are intentional. They're divinely inspired and for a purpose. So when God speaks and when he put it on paper, we're supposed to listen
0: mm-hmm. and,
1: and heed and pay attention, but not just listening, listening and applying. So, you know, information, whether it be biblical or relational or whatever, information needs to be applied Mm -hmm. for it to be useful and so in order for us to understand the gravity of the words we use we now need to apply that by being cautious of the words we use Mm -hmm. and uh, aware of what we're doing and and you know if you don't say have anything nice to say don't say anything at all Mm -hmm. and so for me i was thinking the other day and i think i've heard this somewhere before but it's like even more than that think before you speak pause and is what you're about to say is it true
0: Mm -hmm.
1: is it kind and is it necessary
0: Mm -hmm.
1: most of what we say hopefully is true (laughs) (laughs) but just i mean that's that's not the marker for what should be said there's a lot of true things that are hurtful
0: Mm -hmm. so don't need to be said
1: (laughs) have you ever been on the receiving end of somebody saying something hurtful and you're like how that i mean that hurt well it's true like, oh. Uh, uh thanks. Yeah. <laughs> if it's true, I already knew it. No, You're yeah. okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, you may need to retell me, yeah. but thank you. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah. No, but if it, If something is true, does not mean it needs to be said? Mm-hmm. And so I'd like to go a step further. Is it true? Is it kind? Mm-hmm. And is it necessary? Is it going to improve that person's life to say?
0: Yeah.
1: How... How is it gonna benefit them and whom is it gonna benefit? And so um, the thing is, we just talk so fast.
0: Yeah. Just it's whatever comes to mind is what mm-hmm. we were about. And like what you're talking about earlier kind of th- makes me think about like work situations too. Like, how often do our bosses tell us, you know, like, oh, this is what you need to work on, or you're not good at this, you're not good at that, without the other side? Like, well, all the things that you are good at, mm-hmm. you know, like in order to have a productive team. You know, you give that constructive <clears> criticism, <throat> but you also got to tell them what they're doing good. You know, it's not like they're, everything is bad, but I feel like so much is focused always on the negatives rather than the positives. Exactly. Exactly. Well, again, it goes back to the indoctrination of performance.
1: Yeah. And like, for example, if you grow up in a situation where um, your value is tied to your performance, mm. you will learn. That I need to excel and I need to perform to get love and attention. Mm -hmm. Um, that's why haven't you heard things like, like some kids don't know the difference between positive and negative? Okay. Some adults also (laughs) 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 don't know the difference between positive and negative attention. Why? Because they want attention. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to be valued. Everybody wants to be seen. Everybody wants to be um, known. Mm -hmm. And so, the thing is, oftentimes when we're highly criticized or put down or or just told, okay, you know, this is your to-do list of how to improve, then you begin to associate performance with affection, mm-hmm. attention, relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're valuable to me if you're performing well. Mm-hmm. And that's something that is as simple as, okay, son, you better get straight A's.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Or else, you know, and it's like, well, okay, well, I'm valuable to mommy if I clean my room and I get straight A's.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, honey, you're valuable because you're valuable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're valuable because God made you. And it's really that simple. But we get so caught up in our own routines and our own expectations and our own desires that we don't just see people valuable just as they are. And then who am I to tell someone how to act?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Who, seriously, who who am I to tell someone how they need to improve? Mm-hmm. I mean, the hypocrisy of it. Yeah, part right, right. right. Like, isn't it so much easier to see how someone else should live and how someone else should improve and what they can do for themselves or what they can
0: do for you? Because yeah, everyone yeah. else can improve, but me, I'm perfect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh,
1: okay. And so it, it's just. So the reason we're saying this is that um, we don't want to, again, condemn, but hopefully to inspire some kind of transformation Mm -hmm. because um, you don't know what you don't know. And oftentimes the person you're hurting the most won't tell you Mm -hmm. because they don't want to create more separation. Mm -hmm. They don't want to create more conflict. Parents, your seven-year-old is not going to come to you and say, mommy, I just want to be important to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, most of them don't have those words. Mm-hmm. They don't, they don't have that tool to be vulnerable that way and to articulate it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, ladies, your husbands, most of them are not going to come to you and say, sweetie, I need to be valuable. I need to be seen and known. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Unless you're letting your husband listen to this podcast, <laughs> he's probably not going to come and say that to you. And so, um, it could be as simple as opening the conversation, mm-hmm. um, and in establishing a safe place, um, there should be safety in relationships. Um, I hope that my twelve-year-old feels safe enough. If I say, "Rider, is there something that I've said or done to you that could hurt you?" or "How can how can mommy and you communicate in a better way? How can mm-hmm. how can I make you feel comfortable to express yourself?" I hope I've created an environment where he would share that with me. Yeah. And so you know that happens over time, mm-hmm. but um, I would hope that writer would feel comfortable given that space. You know, there's a hierarchy in families. Kids don't always go to their parents and say, "Hey, I've got some things on my mind."
0: <laughs> Let's like to talk. talk about our communication.
1: That's <laughs> yeah, probably not going to happen. But you know, it's our job to do that and mm-hmm. to create that environment and to foster that kind of vulnerability and relationship. Um, I think I think we've talked a lot about parent to child and stuff like that. Um, me as a parent, or me, even though I'm an adult, I obviously am a child also. We've talked about that a lot, but one of the other, um, the most egregious um, danger zones for this kind of stuff is within marriage. Mm -hmm. And you know, you've heard the cliches, like you hurt those closest to you and and all that kind of stuff. And it's it's such an interesting phenomenon, like how can we go to work for eight, nine, ten hours a day and keep it together, Mm -hmm. you know? Now, that one girl, oh, that Karen at the office, like, oh my gosh, like she's driving me nuts and I don't want, you know, and keep it all together. Yeah. And then you go home and unleash on your husband. Mm-hmm.
0: Why? Because they're so comfortable.
1: Right? Exactly. And, and but see, the comfort should be a safety zone. Mm-hmm. Not in and a battlefield. around. Yeah. <laughs> Why the devil? Yeah. <laughs> because he wants to destroy that. I mean, mm-hmm. we should really cherish the relationships that we have the most and um, and we don't because... You know, we have to we have to keep it together at work. We have to keep that job. We mm-hmm. have bills to pay. You know, we don't want, oh, what will Karen think about me if I go off on her? Yeah. And then you get home and you do it to your spouse. Yeah. Because they're stuck with you. Yeah, <laughs>
0: right?
1: <laughs> like, it shouldn't be that way, you know? Right. And your relationship suffers. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I've heard, too, is like people go, well, I know you love me.
0: Excuse me? <laughs> you know I love you, so you don't have to be nice to me. Yeah. So you're going to forgive me, right? It's fine. Exactly. Exactly.
1: You've, you've built up this rapport of like, oh, they know me. They know I didn't mean it. They know I love them. And so we mistreat them the most. Mm-hmm. And it's so backwards. But mm-hmm. like, once that cat's out the bag, you can't put it back in. Mm-hmm. And so the thing is, each offense or each um, incident of that, I think creates scar tissue in a relationship Mm -hmm. and it goes back to that dog pile thing. So, you know, every time your husband says something hurtful to you, again, they're not exclusive incidents. Mm -hmm. They add up and add up Mm -hmm. and add up. You know, people always say, Oh, you fight, you bring up things from the past. Well, it's because you said the same thing today that you said in the past. (laughs)
0: Said it over so and over. So technically, it's not the past if it just happened. Like, you know what I mean,
1: that's the kind of thing because people do that. Yeah. You know. Well, you brought it up. That happened three years ago. It just happened ten minutes ago. <laughs> and also three years ago. <laughs> so It becomes a situation where it's like it's a routine. Yeah. And well, you forgave me three years ago. You're gonna forgive me again now. Because I'm supposed to know that you love me and I love you and you know. And so, um, again, not judgment. But,
0: but caution, you know, don't do that, (laughs) you know, and people resentment too. Like it just gets worse and worse until, you know, finally it just explodes and you have this like, you know, big blowout between you two. And is it worth it? Like, is Mm -hmm. that really worth it? Yeah, exactly. And then,
1: so in, in your most intimate relationships where the, um, the opportunities are more frequent to hurt each other. Um, the intimacy is, is on a deeper level. Mm -hmm. So you feel more comfortable Mm -hmm. to be crazy, (laughs) express your anger, your irritation, your impatience, all of the things that you don't feel comfortable Mm -hmm. expressing to people who aren't as close to you. Um, it's very important in those moments to pause. Don't trust every thought you have. Don't let every thought become a word. Mm. And in that moment, just hold your tongue. Just hold it. Mm -hmm. You don't have to say everything you think. And most people think, you know, lashing out or saying that real mean thing that came in your mind is some kind of like cathartic release. It's not. It's Mm -hmm.
0: venom.
1: It is venom. And the person you say it to feels bad. Mm -hmm. And hopefully you feel bad (laughs) when you say it. That would be a normal response to misbehaving is to feel bad. But um, the reality is, that, you know, God talks so much about the tongue. And mm-hmm. one of the, one of the, the um, verses that I found about this, I love so much. In Proverbs 15, one, A gentle answer turns away wrath, but hard words stir up anger.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: love that one Me because, <laughs> you know, when you respond to a nasty situation with nastiness, you're just adding fuel to the fire.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, in my research for this, I found another one that I loved. And it is Proverbs 1528. And this one, just think about this for a second. The heart of the righteous ponders how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours out evil things.
0: Mm. <gasps> mm-hmm.
1: How wild is that. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the word of God. Yeah. Talking about our words. Mm-hmm. And I just love that. The heart of the righteous ponders how to answer. Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm. <laughs> it takes work it takes work to really you know think about what you're saying and Mm -hmm. think before you know you speak Mm -hmm.
1: i think it was it's so beautiful and um and then colossians 319 is another one um husbands do not be harsh with your wives Mm -hmm. i somehow missed that one in previous (laughs) bible studies because um it's just so plain yeah i mean you know the word of god is so beautiful and so Mm -hmm. so eloquent And this one's pretty direct. Husbands, do not be harsh with your wives. Boom. It's really simple. Yeah. Um, And it's interesting to me how much God speaks to men on this topic. Um, Colossians 3.21, fathers, do not provoke your children lest they be discouraged. Mm. And again, everything is God-breathed in the Bible, and he wants us to pay attention to all of it. Mm And I love, um, I love that he addresses this because although he designed men to be the hunters and the gatherers and the providers and the disciplinarians, all of those wonderful things that we want as wives and mothers, we want our husbands to be those things. But I love how God took a moment and was intentional to say, Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they be discouraged. Mm-hmm. So in the midst of discipline, Ephesians 6, 4 says, Nurture them in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Nurture Mm -hmm. them. Discipline is to nurture. Discipline should be done with love Mm -hmm. and out of love. Yep. Not out of control or domination or nastiness. Um, I can speak for myself. I don't feel uh, super inspired to do more awesome next time when somebody puts me down and criticizes me and is nasty to me. Yep. It's deflating. Mm-hmm. It's discouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, Just the opposite. Exactly. Yeah. And so, I mean, this is the word of God. Very direct. Nurture them in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Ephesians 6, 4, res- with respect to children and how to raise them. And um, I, think, I think we really need to pause and look at God's word mm-hmm. before we say a word.
0: Yeah. And the reality is you can forgive someone for speaking harshly, but you don't forget it, Mm -mm. you know, and it it happens over and over and over. You build that resentment. It's like, I forgive you, but Mm -hmm. you know, it's ingrained in you forever. That hurt, that scar tissue, Mm -hmm. it keeps building. It keeps building in that relationship. And then, like I said, you
1: don't, you take you take baggage into every new relationship and I'm not just talking about romantic. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about whatever baggage you packed up as a little tiny child, Mm -hmm. you take it into adolescence, you take it into young adulthood, you take it to college Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you take it to your romantic relationship and then you unpack it on all your children (laughs) and your spouse. It just keeps going and going and going. Yeah. And it's, and it's just so sad because, um, for me personally, until I started, um, seeking relationship with God and Bible study and fellowship, I wasn't even really, to be honest, um, given a place or an opportunity to really understand this, yeah. um, to work it out amongst friends. Um, and sometimes, you know, like our Bible study is a, is a safe place where we can have these conversations without judgment, mm-hmm. with encouragement. And and I, I strongly recommend to everyone that's listening that you have that fellowship group. Um, we all have friends, and I know we don't all have all Christian friends, that's fine. But I really strongly encourage you to have a group of Christian friends who are going to be able to talk to you and and speak over your life with Scripture, um, to help you navigate life with Scripture, um, and, and to speak over you what God is speaking over us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not that our secular friends are bad. I have plenty of secular friends. That's not the point. The point is when words hurt and when words fail the words of God matter. amen. And so um, it's just so important to me. I I know that this message is for somebody that's hurting, a child that's hurting, someone who has a child that's hurting,
0: um,
1: somebody who's a grown up child who's still hurting, Mm -hmm. um, someone who's hurting in their marriage, Mm -hmm. somebody who is afraid of hurting their spouse because they're that kid with that baggage that they don't want to unpack on the wrong person. I really feel in my heart today that that God put this on our heart um, just to begin the healing for someone. Um, I encourage anyone who has any questions or needs encouragement or feels encouragement um, by what they're hearing today to reach out to us. We would love some feedback. Um, But I just want to kind of end by saying that um, even though words matter, what you do for you and what you do now matters and you are empowered you have the tools through Mm -hmm. the word of god through this podcast through christian relationships through church through sermons through the bible Mm -hmm. you have what you need at your fingertips right now to begin the healing process to enter into that stage of awareness where you're like okay I know what you guys are talking about. I didn't, maybe you didn't have the words for it. Mm -hmm. Maybe you didn't, um, uh, quite understand what you were feeling or, um, be able to articulate it this way because it took a long, a long time, lots of therapy and lots of Bible study and lots of good, strong Christian relationships for me to understand this about me. Mm -hmm. So until you put time into figuring out yourself, um, what you need How words matter to you, Mm -hmm. how your words matter to others, until you really spend some time in that, you're not going to be able to begin to do better. Mm -hmm. You really have to put some work into yourself before you can change anything in your bubble Mm -hmm. (laughs) or in your orbit. And so um, I just want to encourage people, open the Bible, look at those verses um, that we discussed today. If you have any questions or um, you want to know a little bit more, you can email us, you can message us, you can leave a comment. Um, but I strongly encourage you to um, really let God speak to your heart through the topic today. Um,
0: Definitely. That, mm-hmm. Challenge for this week. Homework, <laughs> homework. You know, really just try and pay attention to your words this week. Pay attention and are they giving life? Are they giving encouragement? or are they, you know, tearing down? Are they not as nice as they should be? And, you know, if you need help with this, you know, ask God, pray. Mm-hmm. That's what I had to do when I was in a season of, you know, definitely tearing people down more than I should have. I had to pray. I had to actively work on it. Actively seek, you know, God's counsel and he started to transform me. He really did. He started started to help me, started to help me see the weight of my words Mm -hmm. and to change them. And he, he is all powerful. He could definitely do it. If he can do it for me, he can do it for you. Trust me. (laughs) Yeah. And and you know what? Really? It's just,
1: again, self-awareness is is really a big topic in this. But um, like I said, like that example I had with Ryder, he was... He was beginning to drive me nuts and I had no idea what he was talking about and I wasn't interested in what he was talking about, to be really honest. I'm interested in my child, I love my child, but in that moment I forget what was going on with me, but I just felt like I didn't have the time to to get to his level and understand what was so he was so passionate about. Um, so in that moment I was starting to get that frenzy feeling like, oh I don't have time for this, I don't know what he's talking about. and uh, uh, And so instead of going, you know, I've heard parents say like, oh, you're driving me crazy. And like, just stop. Be quiet. Yeah, Mm -hmm. be quiet. I don't have time for this like later or just, you know, either pacifying them or dismissing them or saying something hurtful, like you're driving me crazy or whatever. If you catch it real quick, you can completely not only change your perspective, not only change your words, but change the dynamic of the entire situation. Mm -hmm. And so in that moment, I, instead of feeling irritated by him, I Changed it to gratitude, attitude of gratitude. There you go. <laughs> so instead of being irritated, wow, writer, thank you so much for sharing something with mm-hmm. me that's you're so excited about. And didn't we all just feel better from that? Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, and that little act goes a long way.
1: Yeah, and and it's just that simple. And mm-hmm. um, so I encourage you, in addition to you know trying to do a little bit more research, get in the Bible, ask questions, maybe contact us, whatever you want to do. Try and catch yourself this week getting irritated or impatient. Just try and catch it. And I, and I really, really hope that you can turn a situation around. Just, just keep one unnecessary or unkind comment in your mouth and just see how it can change and strengthen that particular relationship. It could be a coworker. It could be your kid. Um, also self-talk. Don't say the nasty, the nasty negative things like we said. Or when somebody gives you a compliment, say thank you don't dismiss it mm-hmm. it's just the attitude of gratitude try positivity and see how it works um and i just want to leave you guys with this one we started with this one at the beginning of the session and i want to finish with this one because this this verse is really heavy okay <laughs> matthew 12 36 our words matter to god and we will have to account for
0: every word we say when we meet him mm. every word how many are you gonna account for? Ooh, this week? <laughs> yeah. Right?
1: So just think about that. God's listening. Mm-hmm. You know, our our words don't escape our mouth and just dissipate like smoke mm-hmm. in the air and gone in the atmosphere. No. They penetrate into somebody's heart. They penetrated somebody's mind. Mm. They might've created a wound. You have the power. You have the power of your words. You can either create a wound or you can empower someone who feels that they were seen and that mm. they were known and that they can do better because you told them so. And that with that power comes responsibility. With this knowledge comes responsibility, mm. but it feels so good when you can acknowledge that I have the power to uplift someone to Mm -hmm. encourage someone Mm -hmm. we all want that Mm -hmm. so be the person that offers that this week
0: yes definitely let's pray
1: heavenly father lord thank you so much for this precious time together and thank you for placing this on our heart lord thank you for placing your word in our hearts and in our minds, thank you for your Bible, Lord. Thank you for your uh, instruction manual. <laughs> thank you for giving us um, the living word that we can refer to, Lord. That has so many valuable, valuable, valuable lessons that we can learn. And how we can be uh, aware. How can we can be aware of you and your presence in our life. How we can be aware of our thoughts and our words, Lord. I ask that you send the Holy Spirit this week, Lord, uh, so that everyone listening feels convicted in their heart and empowered by their tongue to turn a situation around, to not succumb to irritation, to not succumb to old old wounds or old practices or old ways of living and receiving information and responding, Lord. I ask that the Holy Spirit uh, intercede. I ask that everyone listening not have negative or irritating conversations this week, Lord, but that they feel empowered and positive and grateful that they be in relationship with you, Lord, and that through relationship with you, all their relationships will be strengthened. We ask this boldly and we know you will do it in Jesus' mighty name.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us. We hope your time with us has brought you closer to God. And makes you feel equipped, empowered, and encouraged to experience Eden on this side of heaven. To connect with us, please find us on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day!